Welcome back. It's time for the concluding chapter of our <laughs> train trip through Italy. Yep. Today we'll be talking about Florence, or as the locals say... Firenze. Yeah, that's pretty good, I think. I don't know <laughs> I don't if that's know. right or not. Who knows? Know. Firenze. <laughs> that's how they say it. I just know that it's the same, has the same name as the centaur in Harry Potter. Yep. <laughs> that's my frame of reference. Yep. We're cool. <laughs> hey, uh, do you know why the mafia crossed the road? Oh, no. I, I, no, I don't. Forget about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're way too excited about that one. Let's go, Lundbergs. We have the world to see with your hosts, Mike and Haley. For travel advice you've never heard, let's go, Lundbergs. That's a really good joke. So, with Florence, Florence. I like, I have a hard time picking my favorite place in Italy that we went, because Venice was amazing. Rome was like so much history. Florence was just beautiful and it was tiny. Mm -hmm. um, very, very walkable. Yeah. There's no metro. Were there even buses? I don't even remember don't seeing buses. I think so. You didn't really need them, though. It is though, so small. Everything you're going to is pretty close to each other. Yeah. We took two days in Florence. Max, you probably could spend like five I don't know that there would be a ton more to do. Except, you know, get an Italian <laughs> scooter and go drive around yeah, Tuscany that outside would be great. and yeah. see all the villas and the yeah. wineries. And If you're doing all that, you could definitely spend more than five. But if you're just going to be in the city, seeing museums, um, experiencing some of that, you really five days would be max, I would think. Mm -hmm. um, cars... It would be hard to have a car there. There's minimal parking. Um, yeah, I just, I would totally recommend walking. Yeah. Very, very walkable yeah. city. It felt very doable to, to walk uh, for us. Um, I mean, the thing about Florence is Florence is basically the birthplace of the Renaissance. Mm -hmm. All the big names were from Florence or the Republic of Florence, which is like the surrounding area. Because Italy used to be all these independent like city-states, basically. Like Florence was one, Venice was one, and they would like compete with each other. And yeah, but Florence was the artsy one. Yeah, Florence <laughs> was the place to be, to go to and be from if you wanted to make it in the art, artistic world um, back during those times. Mm -hmm. um, one of the must see sites in Florence is uh, the Duomo Museum. It's like iconic Florence when. When you see photos of Florence, they the the Duomo's in the picture. Yeah, and that's not even the actual official name of the church. It's um it's Santa Maria del Fiore. But nobody calls it no that. No one calls it that. <laughs> it's just Il Duomo, the dome. Yeah. Um You'll know it when you see it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's stripy. Yeah, green and white, and it's got the big dome on top of it. Yeah. Um, it includes the cathedral, the dome, the baptistry. Uh, the bell tower, uh, and there's also a crypt in the museum underneath. And you can see all of that for less than 20 euros. It kind of depends on the season. Yeah. For us, it was 15. Uh, and we were there in, like, again, like late February, early March. In the spring, it's like 18. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really neat to see. Um, if you want to climb to the top of the dome, 
make a reservation and i'm assuming you can do that online you don't have yep. to send a fax somewhere right <laughs> it's not like the vatican yeah yeah you can make the make a reservation online it's really easy mm-hmm. it is kind of complicated once you get there to know what line you're supposed to be in to get to the dome it's it's not very well marked um but ask other people i guarantee there's going to be people that speak english there just kind of ask around and ask what people are lining up for. And that should, that's kind of what we did. That's how we figured it out. Yeah. The thing with, with uh, the Duomo Museum is that there's like four different things to see and they all have four different lines yeah. to get in them. And they all open at different times. Like it's not, yeah, it's not yeah. very easy. Because like, you know, the bell tower and the baptistry, they're separate structures entirely from the cathedral. They're right next to it, but they're separate buildings. Um, the baptistry is right in front of it, and uh, the bell tower is right next to it. Those both open at 8.15, and uh, dome reservations start at 8.30, and the museum opens at 9, and, and the cathedral itself opens at 10. Um, <clears throat> so we did just the dome. We didn't go up the bell tower, because we kind of figured that, you know, either way, either way you're getting a view of the city from almost the same vantage yeah. point. So we chose to go to the top of the dome, and I felt like you know we it was definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, you do have to walk up the steps for the dome. Is there an elevator in the bell tower? I can't mm, remember. I don't know. There was one in there's one in Venice, an elevator, yeah. but I, don't, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. For the but dome. one thing I've heard about the bell tower is that you know the bell tower is cool because then with your view of the city, you also get a view of the dome. Um, where with us, we were on the dome, so you don't see, like in the photos that you take and in the views, you don't see the dome because you're obviously in it. That's a good point. So it depends on what's more important to you, really, I guess. Um, For the Duomo Museum, you could probably spend like half a day seeing the the things that are to see there. Um, Don't skip on the baptistry. It's small, but it's really neat. Yeah. Yeah, there was some cool... Is that where they had the frescoes on the ceiling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. I feel like everywhere is where they had the frescoes <laughs> on the ceiling, but... <laughs> but those are those ones were memorable, I, I think guess. the cool thing about the baptistry are the doors. Remember how oh, like, yeah, 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 all the yeah. doors had these carved yeah. gold scenes from yeah. the Bible? Um, and they're famous doors. My, my artist sister is going to kick me for not knowing the name of the doors, but they're, they're famous doors. Yeah, they're famous. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) Sorry, Jamie. (laughs) Um, Speaking of art, um, one another must see in Florence is the Uffizi Gallery. Um, There is our buddy Rick Steves. He's back. He there was he had a really awesome audio tour of the Uffizi Gallery. Again, I I love like I love art galleries, um, and I can appreciate the art. I loved his audio tour because it gave you a little bit more history. And it would say, like, this painting on the left was meant to be a replica of the painting on the right. Or, that's just a weird example. But, um, you know, he kind of he gives you some context. Um, he'll talk about some of the relationships the artist had, which I'm not familiar with. Um, talked about different art styles. Anyway, I I thought it was great. I liked it too. Here's one thing I will say about the Rick Steves audio tour. Since he recorded it, they have moved some of the paintings around. Yeah, it was. So that was a little confusing for us at first because he'd say, "Turn left, and you'll be looking at this painting," and we'd look, and like it's not there. (laughs) Yeah. And then we'd turn around and say, "Oh, it's on that wall now." Yeah. So, or maybe we're bad at following directions. 
No, because no, it was. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> I might be. You're you're good at directions though, but I yeah, it was. It wasn't too tricky mm-hmm. to follow, but just something to be aware of. Yeah, you could probably spend a good. I mean, I think with the audio tour, I think it was about two hours. Yeah, and we hit we hit all the highlights mm-hmm. of the Uffizi Gallery. Yeah. Like the Birth of Venus is there. Yeah, and uh, there's a. Uh, Da Vinci painting there that they did a lot of restoration work on. Mm-hmm. You can learn about how they have restored it. Yeah. Um, definitely some neat things to see there. Yeah. Um, probably, though, when it comes to art in Florence, the crown jewel uh, is housed in the Academia, and that would be Michelangelo's David. Yep. Now, that was an amazing experience to see the statue once we were in the museum it was an amazing yeah we'll get well i'll get to that (laughs) i'll get to that but i'm just talking about seeing the david itself was fantastic the detail throughout this statue was incredible seeing the veins and the hands and yeah um it was amazing and again there was a great rick steves audio about (laughs) it so we could learn all about michelangelo's david from rick steves now, let me tell you about our frustrating experience that we had with it. So we had planned, we were going to get there bright and early, So because that's what we do. We're like, we want to avoid crowds. We want to get there and have just this neat experience. And um, we had tickets too, didn't we? Yeah, so you can make reservations for specific time because they, you know, the museum gets crowded. And so you can make reservations to um, see the David and... They only let if you they only let you in if you have a, have a reservation. So it's super great that way. Yeah. So we had a reservation for like first thing in the morning. Yeah. And we get there and there's this line out the door, and, and a piece of paper taped yeah. to the door. And we're like, what is going on? And and uh, there's a again, yeah, like Haley said, there's this sign on the door that says the museum will open like it was an, like at eleven, an hour or two. It was like one or two hours yeah. later than normal today. Because of a staff meeting. We were like, what? Are you kidding me? Which I can like understand that they need to have these, but I was like, why are you selling reservations for days that you have these meetings? Like, don't make any reservations for that day. Yeah, it was crazy. So we had to improvise. We found something else. We found a cool market around the corner. We did. We taste tested some insanely good balsamic vinegar. That was really fun. Yeah. So, I mean... And we had a fun time, you know, going off doing the other things, but it was just a little frustrating because we were like, well, hey, we had this reservation. Yeah, it was lame. But short version, we were able to get in and we saw the David and it was a great experience in the end. And it's still, I mean, we were there in the off season, so it really wasn't as crowded as as it would have been if we had been there, you know, in the spring or summer. But yeah, still a little annoying yeah <laughs> but i feel like i shouldn't complain too much because i got to go to florence First and, I got world to see, and i got to see michelangelo's david yeah and it was amazing yeah it was really great so as far as getting tickets or reservations for all of these different museums because they're really for as tiny as florence is there are a lot of museums and i guess it makes sense because like mike was saying it's it was a nazi it was it was the art capital of the world for a long long time and a lot of the big famous artists came from Florence so it makes sense that there's a lot of museums but you can get tickets for the Uffizi Gallery for the Medici Chapel which we're going to talk about the Bargello Museum which we didn't have a chance to see but I've heard is great the San Marco Museum the Academia where David is the Bovoli Gardens and the Pitti Palace all from the same site it's like this 
amazing it was an amazing resource when i came across it they're all part of the same like museum network and so you can get your ticket for all of those things on this one website and it was super convenient and super great and i'll include that link in the show notes for this episode is the palazzo vecchio included in that i don't think so okay i think that was a separate ticket that's another cool site to see yeah the palazzo vecchio or the old palace it's basically the was that free i no okay we went in and we like paid for a guided tour remember oh yeah yeah okay but that's like the old government's uh old government building that's right um where the basically the rulers of the uh of florence and all the uh, medicis yeah and one cool thing about that is uh there is a so from that uh old palace there is an indoor walkway mm-hmm. that connects all the way to the Medici uh, Palace as well. I'm getting the names of all these places. The PT wrong. Palace. The PT Palace, yeah. Um, and Dan, in another Dan Brown book, <laughs> if you listen to the Rome episode, we talked about Dan Brown. But there's another Dan Brown book that talks about this passage that goes between these two chapels, and it was basically so the Medici's didn't have to, um, you know, walk on the streets <laughs> to get from place to place. Yeah. First world problems or right. like whatever century problems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that, that place was neat. That's where you can see uh, Dante's uh, death mask also. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Um, speaking of the Medici's, another place to see is the Medici Chapel. Um, it's basically a church that this family, and I'm going to talk about the family a little bit more once we get to the to the book, to the book recommendations. Um, but this family... Uh, built themselves a chapel for themselves for their uh, people to be buried in mm-hmm. and you can go you can, t- you can take a tour of that and one cool thing that we got to do while we were there is we walked in and you know there's i don't think there's a rick steve's audio tour for this one is there i don't think so So we were just it's really small yeah it's not yeah so we were just walking around looking at things on our own when these like two like high school age looking <laughs> kids come up to us and and they're and, clearly like italian yeah they're italian and they say to us in English, they're, they're like, would you like a free tour of the Medici Chapel? That's not how they said That's it. That's not how they, they said really it. They really didn't have much of an accent. They didn't. Like... They, they spoke English really well. Basically, these high school students, and it's like a language arts focused high school, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Where you yeah. like focus a lot on English and, and art too, I think. Yeah. Um, as part of like what, some of their classes for credit, they come and they give free tours to like english-speaking tourists and it's only like it's like every other friday or something it was something totally random and we just happened to be there the right day yeah we're like heck yes we want to know about this cool place also you guys are great like yeah they were they were super fun they were fun and they were helpful and they were enthusiastic about it yeah it was great and it was free yeah (laughs) um so one of the things that uh so one of the tombs in there was uh, was it designed by Michelangelo then? Is that what the deal was? Maybe. I can't remember. We're trying to remember the details. But Michelangelo worked on something in this chapel. And uh, there was uh, basically this room where he was like hiding from people. He was hiding from bad guys. Yeah, there were some bad guys <laughs> after him. We're really good at this. The high school students could tell you way yeah, better they did great. than But than they like can. showed us this uh, uh, place where he was hiding from and on the they had discovered on the walls i don't know if they were doing some restoration work or what but they found on the walls of this chapel these uh drawings 
by Michelangelo, and they were sketches of what he had designed in this chapel. And in one of them, one of these sketches, he had drawn like this little cartoon yeah. of the people that were looking for him. <laughs> it, it was so cool. It was funny and It was like a little caricature. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Ancient cartoon. It was fun. Yeah. Was... So go see the Medici Chapel and maybe you'll get to see the Michelangelo cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, you might have to ask around cuz it it wasn't I mean, again, the high school students told us about it. It wasn't yeah. something we would have known about. Yeah. Um one thing that I've heard lots of people that have done this and I wasn't really sure what to expect before we did it, but the Piazzale Michelangelo, um, which is, it's this, it's kind of like a park on a hill. It's on the other side of the river um, from kind of the main hub of Florence. But, um, and it is a little, when I say it's up on a hill, it is a little bit of a hike, but you get the coolest views of the city. Um, Yeah, it was, it was really, really fun. It was really neat. we made some friends with some college students when we were there. A group of college-aged girls who were on like a study abroad that all fell in love with Haley immediately. They were great. <laughs> they were really fun. We like became best friends and we ended up like walking up the hill with them and they took our picture. I took their picture. When we left, a couple of them came to like give me a hug. Yeah, one of them was like, oh, I need to give you a hug before you leave. It was the best i wish i had taken a picture of them on my phone so that i could be like oh i love those girls i don't know any of them i don't know their names but they were great anyway that was that was a really cool experience kind of a unique if you're if you're done with museums and just want a cool view of the city um that was that was really really gorgeous yeah um another thing that we didn't haven't talked about yet is the uh the the ponte vecchio Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a cool bridge. Yeah. So the Arno River goes through uh, Florence, and one of the uh, bridges over it is called the uh, Ponte Vecchio, which means the old bridge. And Original name. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And there's all these shops on the bridge, and it's and there have been shops uh, on this bridge like for centuries. Like It's just like a little shopping mall on a bridge, yeah. and that, that passage between the two palaces that we talked about it goes right over this bridge as well so that's kind of a fun neat thing to see too yeah and that's another thing like if you're getting to the other side of the river you cannot miss the ponte vecchio like it's it's huge it looks different than every other bridge um and it's it's not very long um it's a short bridge yeah Yeah. it's not a super wide river no but it, it was cool yeah um one of the things that we crossed the river for was gusta pizza Yep. Holy cow. That pizza was amazing. It was like the best pizza we had in Italy, I think. Yeah. I loved it. Thanks to my friend Amber Paul for recommending it to us. Yeah. We had posted something on Facebook saying we're in Florence, and I think she commented and said, you have to go to this pizza place. So we went the next day. (laughs) I'm not sure if this will encourage or discourage people to go, but when we walked in, there was a photo on the wall that looked to be the owner of the pizza place with his arm around Guy Fieri. <laughs> so apparently... So if that means anything to you... Apparently it's been featured on one of Guy Fieri's shows, <laughs> but it is really good. It was it was so, 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 so good. Yeah, it was delicious. Yeah. I'm really glad we went. It was really good. It seems like all of the good food places we ate were on the other side of the river. Yeah. Like everything, all the restaurants and food things we're going to talk about are, are on the other side of well, the river. Well, no, because the next two are on... 
the other on really? not on the other side of the river. This one, okay. The truffle place was close to the river. It was though. it was right okay. on the river, pretty okay. close to the river. So on the river or like on the other side of the river. So <laughs> there was a truffle restaurant um, called Cacio Vino Tralala. <laughs> <laughs> And it's supposed, like, that doesn't even translate to anything. It's supposed to be, like, a nonsense word. Um, it's, like, I think it's food, wine, tralala. It's, like, it's ridiculous. Anyway, it's a, it was a fun, fun place. They had all kinds of truffle dishes. I think I got, I think I got gnocchi there mm-hmm. with truffles on it. And it was, it was a hole in the wall. I it's think small. I, I think I found it on Yelp or TripAdvisor. I would only call it a hole in the wall based on the size. I mean, it was yeah. a nice kind of yeah. intimate restaurant. Yeah, but there really were like three tables. Yeah, it was very small, but it wasn't like run down or anything. No. It was a very nice no. place. It was. I think we dressed up a little, didn't we? I can't remember. Maybe. But but the our server was awesome because, you know, he's asking if we want dessert. And we're like, ah. Oh, we're just probably gonna go find some gelato somewhere and i i did i ask or did he I just think we asked but then he like started yeah, telling us he gave oh, us a couple recommendations for gelato places. places it was awesome it was awesome and, and I, I think his favorite was your favorite yeah i'm just gonna talk about him right now sure so on the other side of the river not too far away from this restaurant um but there was gelateria la carrea and gelateria della passera um and the second one, Gelateria della Passera, was my favorite gelato in all of Italy. It was, it's a euro for a scoop, which is like insanely cheap. Most places it was like at least, I don't know, at least three. Um, some places were even more. Like if you go anywhere on that main street in Florence, Via dei Casavole, I think is how you say it. It's, it's like the, it's like the main street in Florence. Don't get gelato there. Yeah, we got gelato Ugh. at one place there without really checking prices. It, I think it was like 12 euros. I was going to say like 14. Yeah, it was, cr- and it was not good. Like it, it yeah. I mean, it was fine. I thought it was fine, but it I wasn't. it was like it American gelato. $14 gelato. <laughs> it was not, it was not worth the 14 euros or 12 euros, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. But, um, but both of those places, Gelateria La Carrea is right on the river. And then Gelateria della Passera is... That was a whole, there's like no seating at that one even. It was kind yeah. of just, it's just a, like an ice cream stand. It's, it's kind of off the beaten path too. I don't think that a lot of tourists probably go there. It's, yeah. And it's in this tiny, tiny square. And they have very authentic flavors. Yeah. For better or for worse. Mike yeah. got a grapefruit flavor there. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> the grapefruit was not good. It, it tasted like a grapefruit, but yeah. if you don't like grapefruit, you're not going to like that. And then there was like, an, I think I got an orange flavor too, which was pretty good, but yeah. the grapefruit was not good. Yeah. Anyway, both of those places yeah. were super great. Uh, one place that I loved too, and it's going to sound ridiculous for me to say that a sandwich place was like one of my favorite places that we ate at in Italy, but you guys... <laughs> This sandwich was amazing. Yeah. It has fantastic Yelp reviews. And, and Florence is like, for some reason, it's like known for sandwiches. Yeah. It's like a thing there. Yeah. It's very much a thing. Yeah. Um, but again, this is the latest name we're going to say wrong. <laughs> but it's La Girone de Ghiotti. Lucky for you, we're going to post links to all these yeah. places yeah. on on uh, the website. So you don't have to just 
rely on our bad pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, but it's re- it was really close to the Palazzo Vecchio. Big sandwiches, good prices, yeah. and delicious. Yeah. Really, really good. And it's not really a sit-down place. Like, we sat at the bar, and there may have been a couple tables, but it's more of like a... I feel like it was just all the bar was it. And okay. A lot of people, I think, just get them to go. Yeah. I don't know how you would, though. They're big. They're big, and, they're, <laughs> and they can be kind of messy, but yeah. they're delicious. Yeah. It was really, really good. Yeah. Really good. Mm-hmm. So, I think... And those were pretty much the best places we ate in Florence, yeah. I think, we right? Were in, I mean, with all these places, we weren't there very long, so... Obviously, we didn't experience everything, but we did have some great stuff while we Mm -hmm. were there. And the hotel in Florence had breakfast, which was nice. Yeah, that was really nice. We didn't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Guess what time it is? (gasps) What time is it? Mike's Freezy Corner. Thank you very much for that lovely introduction. (laughs) Um, I'm going to... I had a hard time choosing books for this one i've actually got four for Ooh, florence too many books i'm gonna go through them quick though okay <laughs> no, it's um, fine. first one is called brunaleski's dome and we talked about uh, il duomo a little bit earlier um this one is by ross king which if you have listened to our rome podcast you've already heard me talk about he he wrote that book uh, michelangelo and the pope's ceiling about the sistine chapel he also wrote this book brunaleski's dome about the dome on Il Duomo, the uh, Santa Maria del Fiore uh, Cathedral. And it focuses on the construction of that dome. Um, Basically, the cathedral was built in the 1400s, and they just had a contest or a competition um, and asked people to submit plans for a dome for this cathedral. And anyone could enter, and Brunelleschi, uh, he submitted the winning... uh, Submission. The winning entry. So entry, yeah. (laughs) Submitted the submission that won. (laughs) Um, And he wasn't even like a carpenter or a master mason or anything. He was actually a goldsmith and a clockmaker. But he designed this amazing dome that had nothing ever like it had been built before. There were no buttresses to support it. It was basically built over thin air. And so, again, this book is about the building of the dome. And, again, it's for the art and architecture fans out there. Uh, book number two is, it's just called Leonardo da Vinci, and it's by Walter Isaacson. It's a biography, and uh, this is the same guy. He wrote a biography of Benjamin Franklin that I've read. He wrote another biography of Steve Jobs that came out just a few years ago that I've also read. Um, I have not read the Leonardo da Vinci one, though, but based on his other biographies, I am recommending this one. It came out just last year. Um, it was a New York Times bestseller. Um, and again, it is a biography of Leonardo, not the Ninja Turtle, <laughs> but the Renaissance polymath. Um, Leonardo was from Florence, um, so it's giving you a good idea of the Renaissance uh, Florence of the day. Um, another great history one that I'm going to recommend is called The House of, of Medici. I always think I'm going to say that. I always feel like I say their name wrong. Is Medici? It Medici or is, is, it's Medici or not Medici, right? It's Medici. Yeah, I think it's Medici. Okay, so <laughs> we briefly mentioned the Medici family before. It's basically, they're, it's like a Renaissance soap opera with these people. Um, they're like the Kardashians of yeah. the Renaissance. See, I was going to say think Downton Abbey in the 1500s, oh, okay. but darker. But I like okay. the Kardashian 
comparison also. <laughs> but no, it's this banking family who basically ruled Florence, the Republic of Florence, for for like a few centuries, including during the Renaissance. And they're the ones that like, you know, they were the patrons of Michelangelo and Da Vinci and Donatello and and Splinter and the Shredder. And no, I'm no, no, <laughs> no. But um, too many Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and they were like super powerful. Um, there were a couple of popes that came from their family, um, and it's like intrigue and cloak and dagger and all kinds of uh, interesting stuff about this family. Uh, so that's the House of Medici. And then finally, again, because I'm always recommending too many history type things. <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to recommend Under the Tuscan Sun. That's a movie. Yeah. It's okay. based on a book. Oh. It's based on a memoir. I always thought it was just like a, a fictional romantic yeah. comedy, but it's actually based hmm. on like an eat, pray, love type thing. Oh, cool. It's about this woman who bought kind of on a whim and restored this old villa in Tuscany. Which That's is... what we're going to do. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> Peace out, podcast. Yeah. We're, we're going to go restore a villa in Tuscany. <laughs> See you later. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, no, let's at least finish the episode. Okay, fine. Um, this is basically the book for those who suffer from wanderlust, who dream about leaving behind the corporate grind and AKA moving to the us. Italian countryside. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So those are the four. <laughs> Did I say your name? Francis Mays. That's who uh, wrote Under the Tuscan Sun. But those are the four books for awesome. today. Great. I love it. Thanks for those recommendations. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's really all we have to say about Florence. Like we said, it's it's tiny. There's tons of museums. Um, I'm going to say this again. We're not experts, um, but we loved it there. Um, there really is so much to see. And um, I loved that it was so walkable and so easy to get around. Mm -hmm. Like, we do a lot of walking when we go on trips, but this was like, this was piece of cake. Like, it... I mean, we could get almost anywhere from our hotel in 20 minutes. Piece of gelato. Piece of gelato. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's what we're going with. Yep. Anyway, um, yeah, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next episode. Thanks, everyone. Let's go Lundbergs. <laughs> <laughs>